Joining us for a conversation is Bob Moriarty, the founder of 321gold.com, for another action-packed interview as we will be discussing the destruction of capital, will the West Coast get shut down, and some great investment opportunities for your portfolio. Mr. Moriarty, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, it, it's good to talk to you. <laughs> well, Bob, I couldn't think of a better time to have you on the show because a lot of what you forecasted in previous interviews regarding the economy, effects of inflation, a market crash, and the demise of cryptos all seem to be coming to a head. So I wanted to begin our discussion today with what you termed as the destruction of capital. Bob, what in the world is going on with markets? Uh, strange enough, I mean, you just summed it up. It is the destruction of capital. What we've had is rampant inflation and some really stupid government decisions about pumping money into the economy. And it's gone into unproductive things. Now, you and I have talked about cryptocurrencies many, many, many times. And, and my position is unequivocal. They are electronic beanie babies. They serve no useful economic purpose. There are 10,000 of them, so you can't buy cryptocurrencies under the theory that they're rare. They are not rare. Uh, at, at, at the very least, if the blockchain uh, technology has value, you can guarantee that, that governments are going to make sure that the independent uh, cryptocurrencies don't survive. So uh, lots of people have woken up to that. We've seen the destruction of $2.2 trillion with a T that people had assets one day and they disappeared overnight. Now, in this latest week, when, when Bitcoin was down 35% one week at one point, uh, Everybody that was holding a margin account got wiped out, okay? We're talking about hundreds of thousands or millions of people. Um, I have advocated my entire life, you're going to invest money, invest money in something productive. Don't invest money in Beanie Babies or cryptocurrencies. So we've had an enormous amount of destruction. And once uh, money starts disappearing, it's like, like a snowflake uh, at the top of a mountain. It only takes one snowflake to start an avalanche. Once the avalanche uh, starts, you better get out of the way. And that's where we are. And, and the financial system, the world today, is so distorted that for us to get back to some kind of honest money, uh, we've got to wipe out all the bad investments, and it's happening in bonds, it's happening in cryptocurrencies, it's happening in the stock market. And while it's doing that, it's taking down very real investments, such as silver and gold. Um, everything that has been blown up, real estate, diamonds, art, bonds, stock market, is going to get wiped out, and it's going to take everything else with it, at least on a temporary basis. You know, are you surprised? I'm sure you're not, but some of the clearinghouses for those cryptocurrencies, how they stopped holders from actually transacting. <laughs> of course, that's, that's what always happens. 
Uh, <laughs> and, and they do it in the name of protecting the investor. So if you yeah, purchase Bitcoin I, at sixty thousand and it drops to twenty, we're protecting you from selling it if it drops to fifteen thousand and or lower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what we're going to do is is sell you out when it hits the low and send you a receipt. And if you go back, let me think. Uh, if you go back to the Russian crisis. God, I can't even think of what that was now. Uh, prior to the year 2000, uh, it started in Thailand, and it was just cascading defaults from one country to another. And there was a commodity house uh, that got wiped out, okay, because commodities plunged, and, and they sold everybody's position but the people owed them more money than they had. And, and they were kiting checks literally every quarter for five or six years before the regulators caught up to them. Here's what I, I want to say about cryptocurrencies. It's absolutely true. There were some people who made fortunes mm -hmm. in cryptocurrencies. But what nobody talks about except me is that essentially it's a zero-sum game, and for everybody making money, there's somebody on the other side losing money. And nobody ever talks about the $2.2 trillion that disappeared to Bitcoin heaven. And that's what they should be. If you're going to invest, invest in something that has a real purpose. Don't invest in carbon credits or, or cryptocurrencies where there's 10,000 of them. Now, sticking with Bitcoin in some way, how about derivatives? How are they impacting the markets? Okay, well, uh, you've got to separate derivatives, okay? Derivatives are bets on bets. For example, a hundred ounces of gold in the commodities market is not a derivative. But a put or a call on that hundred ounces of gold is a derivative. The derivative derives its values from some real commodity. And here's where the danger is. And, and again, I don't think anybody's ever talking about it. Have you ever been to an Indian casino? I think once or twice, yes. Actually, recently, about two years ago in, in the mountains of North Carolina. Okay, yeah, I've, I've been there, and, and they're really cool. Uh, could you have an economy based on uh, Indian casinos? I would say no. <laughs> no, of course you can't. Okay, there's nothing productive. Those are bets, and that's all they are. Now, uh, yes, people can make money doing that, but the fact of the matter is that actually takes money out of the economy rather than putting money into the economy. It's not a productive thing to do. But uh, what we've done is we've turned the entire United States into a giant Indian casino. Uh, and, and when I read about cryptocurrencies having a total market value of three trillion, I just went, you got to be shitting me. Are these people insane? And, and I don't doubt that there will be violent rallies. And there's been a pretty violent rally just over the weekend. 
in the cryptocurrencies. But again, it's not based on anything real. They are all going to disappear. No government is going to allow the cryptocurrencies to compete with the government cryptocurrencies. Moving on to water, the big elephant in the room that is not getting the attention on the mainstream media may very likely be the Colorado River. You brought this to my attention. How close is the Colorado River to possibly shutting down the entire West Coast? Okay, I can show it to you in physical terms, okay? Can, can you see that? <laughs> I certainly can. That's how close, okay? Uh, Lake Mead and Lake Powell are the biggest reservoirs in the United States, and they they provide much of the electricity and much of the water to the West Coast, and that includes California, um, everything up to Oregon, Arizona, New Mexico. Uh, the the Colorado River has been abused for a hundred years. There is a mega drought in the West, and unfortunately, the government of the United States, this is every government, local government, state governments, federal governments, have gotten to the point where they're so concerned with the next election that they're not concerned with solving real problems. We got a real problem. And it, it could be catastrophic uh, by September, October, uh, to the extent that it's going to affect so many people and so much commerce. It is catastrophic, and it should be the main headline. And instead, the main headline is talking about this silly war in Ukraine that the United States started. Well, I would actually change that. That uh, got got replaced by Johnny Depp, if, if I'm not mistaken. There wasn't it. <laughs> That's but more not, important now. <laughs> don't don't be negative. Come on. <laughs> uh, the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial proved something exceptionally important, which is uh, Johnny Depp's a much better actor than Amber Heard. Bingo. <laughs> you know, you reference to the extent what many people may think in a fragmented view is that, well, I don't live on the West Coast, so that doesn't affect me. How much, you know, how wrong is that assumption? Oh, 100%. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have any numbers, and I wish I did because I literally just started following this. But if you look at the agricultural uh, production, you looked at the economy of California. Uh, the economy of California is bigger than probably uh, 180 out of 195 countries in the world. Uh, it, it would be catastrophic, and it's important to the point the danger is not that it exists. The danger is it's been totally ignored. And uh, that that's pretty scary. I mean, it's going to get to the point where where the production of electricity is going to simply stop. And what do you do then? And you got tens of millions of people who live in the area who are dependent on water from the Colorado River and from electricity. Oh, that's a dangerous situation. Certainly, when in the peak of summer or winter, either direction. 
So we hope that doesn't come to fruition, but as you shared, it certainly well, looks that way. Hang on a second. This is not something that could happen. This is something that absolutely is happening. There is a terrible drought. It's a drought that you can't do very much about, okay? Nature is very fickle, and sometimes nature wants to get even with you. But it is a <laughs> catastrophe, and it's more of a catastrophe because it's being totally ignored until it literally blows up in our face. Well, thank you for correcting me. I, any, I don't know, words of wisdom in preparation, just buy bottled water, what would you suggest? <laughs> Move out of California really quick. <laughs> well, you should have done that years ago. <laughs> yes. All right. Switching gears. What are your thoughts on the natural resource base at the present? Are we entering a capitulation phase as prices for many solid companies just can't seem to gain any traction? Uh, we are starting a capitulation phase. I believe we're very much in the same kind of market that we had in 2008. I think it will surprise everyone because it's so destructive. But I've seen a lot of really quality companies. We're going to talk about some of these companies that are down 70 to 80%. And there's nothing wrong with the company. And they're doing the right thing. And they're cashed up. And the, the price of gold and silver are good prices. And, and they're getting murdered. Well, let's discuss some of those companies that you and I have a relationship with and we're also shareholders of, beginning with Lion One Metals. Uh, okay. Now, before we talk about this, I've got to explain, and investors need to understand this, that much of what's happened to the price of gold and silver uh, resource stocks over the last two years had to do with the incredibly stupid response of the health officials and the, the government officials all over the world. And the companies like Lion One literally were set back two years. Absolutely the same thing is true of Irving. Um, Quentin Henney is an advisor to Lion One. Uh, I'm an unofficial advisor, unofficial and unpaid advisor to, to Wally. Uh, and I called him up and I bugged him. And literally six months or a year ago, I said, Wally, you know, you got $65 million in cash. What business are you in? He said, well, we're in the resource business, in the gold mining business. I said, no, you're not. You're bank. Okay, and the biggest danger right now is the banking system. And you need to spend that money just as fast as you can because the time it's going to come, we're, we're going to get hit with runaway inflation. And you're not going to be able to buy stuff. He took the advice and Quentin talked to him and said, look, you're trying to run this thing remotely for Perth. It isn't working. I've got some good guys. Let's send them down uh, when Fiji opens up. And, and get this thing back on track. And I will say unequivocally, uh, the people that Wally has working for him in Fiji now are, are some of the best people in the entire industry. It is a great deposit. It is five or 10 or 15 million ounces of gold that will be reflected in the price one day uh, they'll be in production by Q4 of 2023, 
And it, it's a great story, great management. They've got cash now. They may need some more cash to get the, the mine and the mill finished. But it, it's a wonderful story. Anybody who was buying when it was two or three times higher is upset, including me, because I have, this happens to be my biggest position. However, it's not because of the price of gold and silver, it's because of stupidity on the parts of government. You know, that last press release, what was, I mean, that was just mind-boggling there, wasn't it? Uh, the, the, the whole <clears throat> that they hit was staggering, and it implies uh, a lot of gold. Okay, um, it, here's what I do, and you, you've known me long enough. I've never taken a chemistry course. I've never taken a geology course. Uh, I am not a geologist, but it, on the other hand, I've been to four or five hundred different projects. And my problem was when I went to projects, you know, there would be five or ten experts and geologists and very experienced guys on the tour. And what could I possibly contribute that they hadn't already thought about? So I had to dumb things down to the point where I could understand them. When you're looking at a project like Lion One, uh, you should look at it and say, okay, what what's a nearby project that's very similar? And there's a project, Vakula, 45 kilometers away, that's about 26, 28 miles away, that has produced 7 million ounces of gold. It's been in production since uh, 1930, and uh, they've still got another 4 million ounces. So if you got exactly the same situation, exactly the same kind of deposit, and it's right next door, what do you have? Uh, at line one, and the answer is you've got the same thing. Yeah, and just to, for a reference point, two weeks ago, that was 20.86 grams per ton gold over 79.75.9 meters. That's, that's a... Well, let me, let me point something out, and I would highly encourage any potential investor to go to Lion One's website, look at their presentation, and read the press release because here's the deal it was not 79 meters of, of 28 or 29 gram it was high grade 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 mm -hmm. that particular kind of deposit has something called flash gold and that will be these these tiny uh, veins Okay, there were fractures in the rock, and the fluid was coming up. Heated fluid under great pressure was coming up from below. And, and, and in most deposits, when the chemistry changes, the mineral precipitates out. In that particular deposit, when the pressure changed, the gold flashed out. So they got these incredible veins that are literally solid gold. When you've got enough of them, you've got an extraordinary deposit to have that many meters of that kind of grade. And, and because 
where the veins are, it's not predictable. And a lot of deposits, it is predictable. Um, you, you just got to poke a hole and see what you get. And they've gotten into the glory zone, and you're going to see a lot more results just like that. And one of these days, investors are going to realize, hey, wait a minute, this is not a million-ounce deposit, which is what we've defined it as now. It's a five or ten million-ounce deposit. That's going to be one of the great stories of, of this particular uh, period. Well, you referenced Australia here earlier. Let's go to uh, Rue Gold and Carlos Espinosa. Well, it's early days for them, but they... Well, uh, uh, unfortunately, you're absolutely correct. And, and one of the things you don't know is that I played a big part in actually getting Rue Gold started. Uh, somebody came, somebody I know in Toronto and said, hey, we've got all these projects in Australia. Why don't we put them to into a company and they asked me what they should do and I said yeah it's a great idea I'll even finance or help finance and I did okay at a much higher price than what it is now uh, it, they have a lot of extraordinary projects it's way too early to get a real feel for what they've got uh, the, the drill is the ultimate lie detector and these things have to be drilled so the price is about a quarter, I think, of what I've paid. And again, there's nothing wrong with the company. Uh, it's just a bad time in the market. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I purchased I as well in the financing. Well the and uh, it's down, but I'm not disappointed. I'm looking to add to my position here in the coming days. Let's go to Newfoundland and visit Labrador Gold with Roger Moss. Again, uh, people should go to the website and should read their presence. Uh, their presentation and their press releases. It's an extraordinary story. I, I don't have the number. I, I guess I could figure it out in about 30 seconds. But uh, it, the stock's down like 70 or 80%, and there's nothing wrong no, with it. I was purchasing a year ago, I believe, at 172 or 164 and I recently added to my position here at 39 cents. And again, I'm looking to add to my position even further here. And all Labrador Gold Line 1 do is every press release is they're hitting high-grade gold. And the share price hasn't responded until recently. Uh, Line 1 Metals has responded. But Labrador Gold, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come up with the number here in just a minute. I, I'm working. Okay. How much do you think... The stock has gone down in the last year. Don't look it up. No, Don't I'm not cheat. looking it up. It was, uh, I believe, last year was no, I, the high was 172. If I'm not mistaken, it went down to 38 cents here recently. Uh, high was 185, and it went down to 37 cents. Okay, I'm close. <laughs> okay, down 80 percent from the high to low. Now, for anyone who could afford. 10 bucks. If you can't afford 10 bucks, you really don't belong in the resource market. <laughs> Anybody can afford 10 bucks ought to read my book. And I say in the book, buy when things are cheap and sell when they get expensive. And everybody says, well, damn, I can't figure out if it's cheap or it's expensive. So I'm going to ask you kind of a trick question here, Maurice. Oh, boy. For the year, 37 cents and the price as of right now 
Yes, let's see. Probably here. forty cents, thirty-nine. Forty-one cents. Okay. Should you buy or sell? I'm an active buyer, so I'm buying. But why would you buy? I'm buying based on the merits of all the press releases and management. No, no, okay. No, 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 that ain't in my book. All right. Price. It's cheap. There you go. <laughs> it, investing is as simple as buying things when they're cheap and selling them or they're expensive. And, and all of the other newsletter writers hate me. Because I don't go into the techno babble. I don't give a shit about the techno babble. If you will buy things when they're cheap and sell them when they're dear, you will make a lot of money. Now then, how would you like to buy at thirty-seven cents and sell at one dollar eighty-five cents? You have my interest. That would be a four hundred percent gain. Okay. Now then. Every investor should ask himself, what kind of return would I like to have on an annualized basis? Quite bluntly, if you could pick up a quarter of the return going from $0.37 cents to $1.85, you would have 100% return a year. Uh, I, I, it, it, this can sound really stupid, so I get stupid sometimes. Um, <laughs> I finally realized after investing in junior resource stocks for about 25 years, this is the closest thing to stealing that you can do and get away with, okay? And I'm too lazy to work and too nervous to steal, so I invest in junior resource stocks. And I see something like Labrador Gold, good management, great location, nice deposit, excellent results, and it's cheap. It doesn't get any better than that. You know, I think a good baseline as well is just to look at their neighbor, Newfound Gold. Well, they're on the same trend. Yes. And, and, and you've got a stock that's down 80%. Now, it's not down 80% because of the merits of the stock. It's down 80% because all resources are getting whacked because all the idiots have invested in the stock market and the bond market and the crypto market. They're all getting killed. So people are selling the only thing that they can sell, and that's companies like Labrador Gold and Newfound Gold and Lion One and Irving. And there's nothing wrong with those companies. No, and, and I want to go back to Newfound Gold, and you referenced the app, app. You alluded to at least the Appleton Fault Zone. What is the current share price for Newfound Gold? I think it's probably around six bucks. No, hell no. No, it was. I don't. I don't follow them as much. You're going to be shocked. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 696. Uh, and again, there's a stock that's 1326, and it had a low of 661. How, are you, how good are you at doing math in your head? Uh, I, I, if I'm on the spot, not as good. <laughs> well, it, given those two numbers, you should be really good because if you double. Yes. 661, you've got 1322 and a high is 1326. So, uh, literally, there's been a 100% variation in the price. Uh, again, great project, good management. They're drilling the crap out of it, excellent results, and the stocks dropped 50%. There is nothing wrong with that company. And if, if you want to buy it at the low, you're only 45 cents from the low. 
Sticking with Canada, let's go to Dolly Varden Silver with uh, Sean Kunkun there. They just started a 30,000 meter drill program on the Kitsault Valley Trend. What can you share with us on Dolly Varden? Their timing is excellent. And while I'm a little nervous about the price of silver over the next three or four months because of margin calls, uh, he's going to be expanding the resource, consolidating the district, and it, it's going to be successful. I, I've been part of Dolly Varden for two or three years now. I love the company. And that's another company that's uh, stock price has responded here recently. They were down fifty cents, down to fifty cents a month ago. The uh, price responded here recently up to about seventy-five cents and has come down a little bit. But they have three diamond core drill rigs there on site, and if the results come back favorable, like what they see, uh, Mr. Kunkun, in a recent interview we just published, shared, "Hey, we can we can double that." Okay, well, you just raised a really good point, and we probably should have mentioned it. If you remember, earlier in the conversation, I was saying much of what's happened in the last two years is because of COVID and the incredibly stupid reaction of government. Uh, for both 2020 and 2021, the resource companies were getting killed because the governments of the United States and Canada were paying more paying people more to not work than to work, and they couldn't hire people to run the assay labs, and, and literally, there, there were drill core, there stuff that was drilled last summer that the results aren't out yet. Yes. So this is, a, again, great opportunity here to look at quality names. Let's go down to Nevada and Oregon, actually, and visit Providence Gold with Rano Pertu there. Uh, he's coming up with some great results, and the theory is we're going to expand the resource with near-service oxide gold, and he's being successful which, of course, means the damn stock price has gone down. <laughs> yes, it's definitely gone down. We recently conducted an interview as well with Providence Gold, and the El Dorado project there looks to have a lot of upside. That is in the western part of Oregon, and then the White Rock, which is in Nevada. These are both open-pit gold deposits projects. I don't think it's in western Oregon. Western Oregon where they got all the fruitcakes and nuts. Eastern Oregon. Uh, correction. Correction. <laughs> there you go. Eastern. <laughs> My apologies. Very few people realize this, but of course, Nevada and Oregon are right next to each other. Hang on a second. That might be Mr. Pertucon because I incorrectly stated Western Oregon. The, ladies and gentlemen, that is Eastern Oregon, and Bob was referencing the proximity to uh, Nevada there. Yeah, the, the gold trend literally runs from uh, Nevada right into Oregon. It's not very far into Oregon, 30, 40, 50 miles. And I've been there, and, and there, there are some great projects there. Uh, again, I think he's perfectly positioned. Now, trick question again, Maurice, you know me. Below for the years, $0.08. Cents. The price of the stock today is $0.09. Cents. What should you do? Buy. 
Thank you. And I am buying it. So all these companies that we're referencing, ladies and gentlemen, just for the record, I am actually a proactive buyer of. Well, let me let me point something out, and I can't remember what when it was. Uh, it, it might have been in March of 2020. There were a lot of resource companies selling for less than a dime, and I told people, I think I made a list of about 10 companies that were selling for less than a dime, some of them at four or five cents, and I said, you know, load the boat. Mathematically, a move from a dollar to two dollars is exactly the same as a move from 10 cents to 20 cents. However, people tend to overreact on the downside with the low 10 cent stocks, and uh, they tend to move more. You get a bigger percentage return. And I'm going to climb way out of the limb. And if you want to take a saw, saw it off behind me, it's going to be perfectly okay. People have short memories. <laughs> um, I, I believe that when the crash comes that, that I've been predicting, and we're, we're in it, but it ain't over yet. Uh, you're going to see a lot of these stocks at such ridiculous prices that you're going to have a 1,000 or 1,500 or 2,000% return. You need to to get liquid. Do not be on margin for any reason, for anything. Have some liquidity. And when these stocks get absolutely stupid and everybody hates gold and hates silver and hates resources, you should throw money at stocks below 10 cents a share. And speaking of stupid, you know, another company that just continues to make stupid <laughs> press releases with their returns on just high grade. Let's go down to Bolivia and visit Eloro Resources and Thomas Larson there. What a great company. I mean, every press release is just we've got high grade. We've got high grade. And the market hasn't appreciated the results. I, I think the market has They've got exactly the same problem that Newfound Gold has. They've had so many extraordinary results that nobody knows what it means. And again, I'll go back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation. Go to the website and look at the caldera and realize the entire frigging thing is mineralized. My, my only debate with Tom Larson and, and with his team, it's, it's a hell of a lot bigger than they think it is, uh, to the tune of two or three billion tons. They will come out with an initial 43-101 resources uh, uh, in Q3, which starts here in about 10 days, and uh, it, it could be... <clears throat> 400 or 500 million tons of $150 rock, but I I I believe, and again I'll climb out on a limb. I I believe that it's two three billion tons. The entire caldera is mineralized, and they've been getting absolutely killed for the last year and a half with the assay labs taking so long. Mm -hmm. Again, quality name, quality team, and the upside. I'm. In 
full agreement with you. I really like the upside here for lower resources. That ticker symbol is ELO. Now, leaving resource stocks. Give us your thoughts on the price movements of physical precious metals. Are you surprised they haven't responded with higher prices based on all the aforementioned we just highlighted? Uh, no, because uh, price has less to do with narrative that people believe. Uh, it, everybody thinks, okay, the Russians invade Ukraine, therefore gold should double. That is bullshit, and it, that isn't the way life works. Uh, gold, silver, like every other commodity, are cyclical in nature, and sometimes they're high, and sometimes they're low. I believe there's an excellent chance that everything will get wiped out between now and October or November, uh, including the most valuable resources. And it's a good time to stay liquid and get prepared for the opportunity of, of a lifetime. From a scale of 1 to 10, 10 meaning the highest, what number would you assign to owning physical precious metals right now? Uh, it's a wrong question. Given uh, the insanity of this war in Ukraine, where Russia is being attacked by 30 countries in NATO, in, in a, a battle the United States has been setting up, for 70 years, um, given the the pouring money into the system, there's a shortage of natural gas, there's a shortage of crude oil, there's a shortage of fertilizer. Uh, it, it's not an issue of a percentage belief in resources, it's a belief in insurance. Now, do you have the insurance on your house? I certainly do, sir. Okay. Let's say, you know, you go on a trip and you've got the wife and the kitties and the dog in the back seat and you drive home and you realize your house is burning down. And you drive up to it and luckily the fire department is there. They're trying to put fire out. And a guy comes up and says, hi, I'm an insurance agent. I insured your house, and you say, oh, okay. And he said, how would you like to double the insurance on your house? What would you do? <laughs> double the insurance. Damn straight. Why? I can uh, recuperate my losses and then some. If you can benefit when bad things happen, you should do that. Now, I look at gold and silver and resource stocks with with two eyes okay that's why we're given two eyes one eye says they're insurance policies and you need an insurance policy when your house is burning down and the other is as an investment the insurance policy says it doesn't make a rat's ass what the price of gold and silver is everybody needs an insurance policy against government stupidity now why is that true because all governments are stupid Thank you. Exactly <laughs> true. It, you you've got to have an insurance policy, and on the investment side, buy when things are cheap 
And when they get really, 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 really cheap, buy more. Which begs the question here, which precious metals or metal are you buying right now? I'm not going to answer. No, you're not going to answer. <laughs> well, you've covered the ratios with us, and the ratios are indicating still uh, what they've indicated the last couple of years here, that gold, silver, and platinum are on sale, but predominantly silver and platinum. Uh, palladium and rhodium are not. Would you agree with that consensus there? Or not? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, and, and just as a reminder, I'm a proud licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Mills Investments. I'd be delighted to speak with you regarding your next bullion purchase. Give me a call at 855-505-1900. Let me give you that number one more time. 855-505-1900. Or just email maurice at milesfranklin.com. That's Maurice at MilesFranklin.com. Before we close, there's someone listening today that is going to become the next Bob Moriarty. If you were to speak to the next Bob Moriarty, what or where, I should say, where would you point them to begin their studies and what words of wisdom would you share with them? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to become the best fighter pilot in the world. Would you, would you like to know that? The best fighter pilot in the world? Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I started flight training uh, in Pensacola when I was 18. I got my wings uh, when I was 20, and I got transferred to North Carolina as an F-4 product. And, uh, you know, I was young and cocky. And we had a guy in the pilot who, who or in the squadron, who was absolutely a great pilot. And we used to have a happy hour Friday night. And I, I was in my cups one Friday night. And I said, I want to be the best fire pilot in the world. How do I do it? He said, you can't. I said, what do you mean I can't? He said, I'm the best fighter pilot in the world. I said, damn. <laughs> said, but you can be the second best fighter pilot in the world. What you got to do is you got to copy everything that I do. If you copy everything that I do, you'll be the second best fighter pilot in the world. I said, okay. And it worked. Uh... I I have spent damn let me think about this. I have spent about fifty some years investing and reading and studying and thinking and talking to people. And if if somebody would do that and then turn around and write half a dozen or ten books, uh, they they. They could be the next Bob Moriarty. Okay, you reference books. You've written a number of great books. They're all of them are my favorite, basically. <laughs> For the next Bob Moriarty that hasn't read any of your books, which one should be the first one they should read? Nobody knows anything. Oh, I was going to agree with you. Okay, We're great minds think alike here. <laughs> I know great minds running the same gutter. There you go. 
<laughs> All right. In closing, sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Okay, one of the things that we haven't even touched is this insanity in Eastern Europe now between Russia and Ukraine. And, and here's what I want all of your viewers to understand. The world cannot survive without Russian natural resources. And that goes to things like titanium, neon gas, wheat, coal, oil, natural gas. If Russia turned off the natural gas pipeline to Europe, Germany would close in a week. The idea of sanctions on Russia are the dumbest decision in American geopolitical history. They have hurt every country in the world. There are going to be revolutions in dozens of countries. And guess what country has not been negatively affected? Russia. Russia. Okay. <laughs> You're associated with the military. If somebody came to you and said, okay, you you get to make the decision, you know, we're, we're irritated at these tribesmen in Afghanistan, and we're thinking about invading and killing 5,000 Americans and spending $2.3 trillion over the next 20 years. Um, and the place is known as the graveyard of the empires. What would you recommend? Uh, stand by. <laughs> We're not going what? in there. We, I no, not do that. I, I would not go there. It's as simple as that. I tell everyone, stand by. We're not going in. <laughs> yeah, there was a great movie about Vietnam that was set in nineteen sixty-five, uh, the first major battle, and uh, it, it was called "We Were Soldiers." Mel Gibson was in it. It was a great movie. And you actually have to read the book to understand the importance of it. Uh, the United States landed a couple of companies of, of army troops right in the middle of an NBA division. And they, they were getting absolutely slaughtered. We called in B-52s, F-4s, F-105s, artillery strikes, hundreds of helicopters. We we mobilized uh, an entire battalion of army troops, brought them in. It was a slaughterhouse. We pulled back, okay, and then we went back a week later to pick up our dead and stumbled into exactly the same thing. And the key to it is, if you walk into a bar and you run your mouth, and somebody kicks your ass, don't walk into the bar next door and do the same thing. That would be really stupid. How many generals got fired because of Afghanistan? I can't think of too many. None. None of them. Yeah. Okay. Nobody won a battle. Okay. But what we did is destroy the U.S. economy. Every empire gets destroyed when they get involved in military adventurism. We could have left Vietnam in 1965 if somebody had woken up and said, you know, 
This is a really stupid war. We stand to gain nothing from it. Why don't we not do this? Uh, that would have saved 58,000 American lives and 2 million Vietnamese lives. Likewise, in Afghanistan, if somebody had said, hey, wait a minute, you know, why do you guys keep calling this a graveyard of empires? Well, because everybody else has gone in here and said their ass kicked. Why don't we not get our ass kicked? Okay. Yeah. What? Skip this. <laughs> That's what they should have done. It took them 20 years to recognize that it was a mistake. And the point that I'm trying to make here when you make a mistake, do not keep doing the same thing. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing again and again and again and expect different results okay nato has three days ammunition if you mobilize every army in the eu and attack russia they've got three days ammunition the idea of nato taking on russia with 30 countries including Switzerland and the Pope, okay, it's stupidity personified. Russia is not going to lose the war. Now, if you got a neighbor that you depend on, okay, and he happens to be a jerk, what do you do? You just kind of have to put up with some of his, uh, his obnoxious behavior, I'd say. Maybe it's your behavior. No, that too. <laughs> no, that's never the case. It's always them. <laughs> okay. But when you're dependent on somebody, as the EU is dependent on Russia, and as the world is dependent on Russia, we can't even buy titanium from Russia to make tanks. Okay. Now, do you understand the role of neon in making computer chips. Yeah, you referenced that in our, our reference that I'm sorry in our last interview. Uh, but please expand it, on that for us. It is absolutely a critical war metal. If you want to make computer chips, you got to get neon. Guess where most of the neon comes from? Oh, Russia. Why? No one is talking about what they need to do to get to the peace table and start talking terms. I, I'll be absolutely candid. Ukraine lost this war two and a half months ago. Okay, there is no way in hell that Ukraine's going to win. The United States and NATO are literally risking World War III, and they keep expanding the attacks on Russia, and it is beyond stupid. Okay, there is a little segment of Russia called Kaliningrad that is. Uh, remotely located from the main body of Russia and uh, Latvia has just shut off rail access to it. These are acts of war, okay? If your neighbor's a jerk, and I'm not saying that, that Putin's a good guy, if your neighbor's a jerk and you don't like the jerk, but you need to depend on it, you need to figure out how to do it. And the United States needs to learn what to do when they've had their ass kicked because it's the most dangerous time I have ever seen in history. And these idiots in the EU 
that are sucking up to the United States saying, yeah, I was a master. Anything you say, master, we're going to do what you say, master. Screw that, okay? Latvia should do what is in their best interest, and what is in their best interest is to get along with Russia. And Germany should do what is in Germany's best interest, what Germany's best interest is, get along with Russia. And France should do what is in France's best interest, and that is get along with Russia. And everybody thinks, well, we can keep piecemealing this. We'll send volunteers over. We'll send 155 millimeter artillery over. We'll sell shells. We'll send bullets. We'll do all this crap. Ukraine, before the war, was the most corrupt nation in Europe, okay? Now, how do they think that's changed? Do they think Zelensky is not stealing every cent that he can? I am not saying Russia did the right thing. I am not saying Putin's a good guy. I'm saying war is negative for everybody involved. And if you make a mistake, you need to get out of that bar and not start any more fights. Oh, you couldn't have said it better, sir. Mr. Moriarty, for someone listening that wants to learn more about your work, please share the website address. Well, you're not going to find some guy who wants to be the next Bob Moriarty. You know, I want to keep my job. I love my job. <laughs> Well, <laughs> now, my, my books are on Amazon, and, and I'll tell you something, even the fiction books are very funny. I, I have a way with words. You certainly do. But give us your website, sir, one more time. or one. T- give us your website, I'm sorry. Two websites, 321Gold, 321Energy. Mr. Moriarty, it's been an absolute delight speaking with you today. Wishing you the absolute best, sir. Good deal. You had some great questions. Thank you, sir. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor. 